Hi, welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We're very glad you're joining us today and we hope this message inspires you, builds your faith and encourages you in the things of God. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everybody. Is it just me here today, Steve? No. Ah, no. Oh, <laughs> Good morning, Pastor Neil. How are you? Hey, Pastor Neil. You, Pastor Steve, good to see you too, sir. Pastor Neil, how you doing? Good to see you, Pastor Nick. Welcome. Great, great, great to see you on. Just, Just to let you know, Pastor uh, uh, Hamp is going to be on with us, but he has is having a dose of vertigo, poor man. So uh, let's keep him in our thoughts this morning. Now we're delighted to have you, Pastor Rhodes from Crossroads Church. Is that because you're an angry person? They call the crossroads by any chance? I, I was oh, like, named yeah. that before you got there. <laughs> yeah, it was named before that, but uh, it's pretty descriptive. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I, there's one thing you're not as an angry man. I know you for 20 years now. But, 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 <laughs> for those who are watching this morning, Pastor Neil Rhodes is my very, very dear friend. And he took, took up a ministry position as the senior pastor Crossroads Church in Fernie, France, but it's so close to Geneva, it's, you know, you could walk and you'd enter into Geneva and you wouldn't even realize it. So it's literally like like this. And so it's really like a Genevan church. Most of the congregation, from what I understand, come from the Geneva area. You'll tell us a little bit about the church. Yeah, the church is an English-speaking expat. You know, Fran- uh, you know French is the predominant language um, with a spattering of German and a lot of, you know, of, of course, English. So, But French is the dominant language. And so years ago, 40 years ago, pastors came from the United States and started a church in Geneva for expats, an English-speaking church to supply a service uh, for those who were learning French, but were actually the mother language was was English. So the church has been around for 40 years, and there's been you know, several pastors that have pastored it during this time. And um, they, there was a need for a senior pastor to, well, a year and a half ago. And Pastor Nick, you're the one who actually uh, introduced um, the whole process to me. I, I'm here because of you. And I'm not sure that that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> you think I said you yeah. <laughs> no, it's. I think. It was, tr- <laughs> I think it was brilliant that uh, you were in the United States on ministry at uh, at such a time as that that you introduced me to the church and through a process of of many many applicants, uh, it just went to the to the top and they selected Nolene and I to to be the next senior pastors of the church. So um, we knew we were coming into troubled waters, not as far as the congregation is concerned, but as far as where the church is heading. Uh, for our listeners today, they might not know this. Uh, well, they, they wouldn't know this, but our church has been expropriated. Um, in the United States, it's called eminent domain, where the government comes in and says, we we want your land because we, we're putting up a building. They're, they're actually building a huge mall um, three malls in the area where we are. And so houses and other stores and stuff are all being bought up by the government for next to nothing. So a church that's been there for like 
20 years. The building has been there for like 20 years. Uh, by the end of this year, 2021, the bulldozers are coming in to level the ground. And Pastor Nick and Pastor Steve, they, they gave us nothing. It, it's, this is how what they did. They uh, 10 years ago, they changed the status of the zoning and they went from um, housing development back into farmland development. And so they undercut the prices, so they gave us next to nothing for the building. So we, we do need your prayers. We, we headed into some rough waters. Um, even if we begin to build uh, at the end of this year, it's about a year and a half before we're going to be in a new building. So we have got some really, really troubled waters ahead of us. So. Yeah. yeah, it's a tough time for you, all right, definitely. How but I knew the, that coming was, Yeah. I, I, knew, I knew that coming into it. So uh, God is giving us a, a great plan, a great vision. Uh, how to keep the church together during during this time, and the pandemic has has, although it's been as horrible as can be, has actually given us the chance to begin to put things into place that are going to keep us for the year and a half as well without a building. That's great. And tell me, how has Nolene found found the transition? I mean, you're talking about Florida to to you know Europe. Yeah. That's a huge cultural shift. How's that for you as a just as a couple. Yeah, you know, I'd be lying if I said that we hadn't walked down the road many times and said, Lord, what are we doing in France? You know, all of our grandkids are overseas. We could be with them. We could be in, you know, warmer climate, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, you, Pastor Nick, you know us, we have never turned down the call of God regardless of the price, ever. There's never been a, a time in a season we've always walked according to what God um, has put in our heart to do. So uh, here we are in France. She's doing well. Thank you for asking. Um, she's doing well. We're both learning French little by little. We're not in a race. There's no race to, to learn the language overnight. But, uh, but little by little, we, we're learning it. And one of the biggest blessings is that we have your son Jordan with us. Now, Jordan and Chelsea are the stars of the show right now. I'm telling you, we love them. They, they're just amazing. They're connecting with the young people. And you know what, it's, what it gave to us? It gave to us a sense of family. Um, they are like our, our grandkids in the midst of this, this particular storm. So uh, they're a blessing. Yeah, well, I don't know how you can look me in the eye after feeding my son away <laughs> over there <laughs> and still call me your friend. I mean, with that and his enemies. <laughs> and uh, you're not even going to uh, deny it. You know? <laughs> no, no, I'm not denying it. We stole them clear, <laughs> straight and clear, man. Uh, well, listen, we, we are very, I, I've said it to all my children, and I mean that's in the bottom of my heart. If they hear a word from the Lord, and they come to me and say, Dad, I, 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 this is God saying to me, unless I have something opposite that God is from God, not from my flesh, I'm going to support them all. And uh, we have felt that with Jordan and, of course, the beautiful Chelsea. And we're so delighted. We know they are. and They continue to be a tremendous blessing to the church there. Neil, we're in a very strange, strange, strange time, obviously. I spoke to you beforehand. You know, Matthew 24 talks about the time of sorrows. And 
you know, the implication on the church is that a lot of people, you know, we, we were good at the beginning, just like the rest of the world, encouraging one another. Artists are doing songs and they're singing and doing motivational bits and pieces for their populations. Now we're like a year in and all that's beginning to wear down and it's beginning to wear down with people too. Even our own congregation, people are becoming weary. People are becoming uh, even emotionally and mentally worn down from this. Have you any kind of words of wisdom about what you feel God might be doing in them as individuals at this time? Because really, we know God's working a bigger plan. Of course he is, but sometimes we forget that he's still working within us as well. But there's a lot of people, um, you know, they're watching today that, and they are, they are battling. Have you learned anything yourself? And is there something maybe you could share briefly with them that may, would encourage them to hold on? Yeah, you, you know, Pastor Nick, there is um, there's a, a very well-known portion of Scripture in the book of Luke, chapter 8, verse 23, and it's when Jesus says, let's go to the other side. You know, the, everybody knows yeah, the story the storm, well, yeah, yeah. and there is the storm, and uh, he's asleep at, in the back of the boat on a pillow. Mark says he's in the back on a pillow. Luke says he, uh, he fell asleep as they began to sail. And, you know, for many people, they feel like, well, where was God in 2020? Where, where has God been in 2020? And for many people, uh, there is a growing, there's a growing sense that, you know, was God asleep in the midst of my storm? Where, where was he? Could he help us? But when you, when you break that, when you break that down, um, and understand what is going on in that boat. When Jesus says, well, you know, they wake him up and um, he says to them, well, where is, where, where was your faith? Where is your faith? And it's not a faith. And, and, and as I study the scriptures, Pastor Nick, it's not a faith that needs to rise up and say, calm the storm. Um, because most of them weren't in that position. They weren't in that place mm -hmm. to be able to rise up because there was, the concern, there was the fear, there was all the difficulty they were going through. Mm -hmm. And that's and so many people, you know, I've come across and counseled, they they're so discouraged, they've they've become it's been so yeah. long, it's been so difficult that they haven't got the faith to say, okay, to the storm, calm. But I don't think that's what Jesus is saying here. What Jesus is saying is, where is your faith in God? Um, just in the sense that he is still living, he's still present, he's still with you. And even though you don't see him at work, he's still present. Keep the foundation of your faith in a living God, even when you don't see it happening. It's when it's like when sovereignty meets the temporal, the temporal changes. So the storm isn't come to stay. It'll pass. And, um, and so the comfort that I've, the only comfort, because, you know, two days ago, uh, as you remember, before we went to Times Square Church, we were with a marriage ministry from six, from 86 to 98. And uh, so we were 10 years with this marriage ministry. And uh, the founder's wife, and they're just a few years older than me, not, not many, maybe five at the very max. She just died two days ago. And uh, wow. so, so you, you've... It's it's so shocking. These were our mentors in marriage ministries. These were the people that that brought us through our own storms in life and invested mm -hmm. many many hours into us. And suddenly, 
December she got sick and uh, now it's January and she's gone. So people are discouraged. People are absolutely discouraged. And they are asking the question, where is God? Is he asleep? No, he's not. Jesus got up and he said, you've got to understand that the God of the universe is unchanging. What does change are the circumstances we're in. They haven't come to stay. Keep your faith in a God that's eternal. Keep your, your faith in a God that is stable. So the, the heaven isn't going through storms. Yeah, The world is. And uh, so when Jesus said, where is your faith? Because he, he, he understood that he came from the plan of the ages that he was going to go to a cross. He was not going to die on a pond. He wasn't going to die in that pond of water. And so he, he could turn to them and say, guys, where is your faith? Let's, let's go back to understand that the eternal God is holding you. He's, he's buoying you on the waters, keeping you safe. And um, so you might be in the storm now, but it hasn't come to stay. It will pass. Yeah, amen, amen. That's a good word. Uh, it's something that the Lord has been putting on all our hearts to kind of understand that there's a bigger picture being played out now and yeah. that we need, to we need to draw from what we know about him and what we've learned of him over the years, even in the wilderness. I mean, the wilderness is a place where there's no food, there's no water. Uh, you, you start to thin down, you start to you come under pressure from the elements. But uh, even though there's that sense of wilderness, there is that provision in the wilderness. The children of Israel, you know, 40 Correct. years, God kept them. And it's not a nice place. I mean, who wants to be 40 years or any time? Jesus for 40 days and 40 nights it wasn't nice, but God was working a plan. And I think it really kind of hold on to faith that he is sovereign. He is in control. Yeah. And uh, don't need to like this. I mean, anyone likes the coronavirus. There's something very wrong with you or. I like yeah. the fact that we can't gather together. There's something strange about that, uh, something very unhuman. We don't like the hour we're in, but we need to accept God is working everything up to his counsel. And I think for me, my own personal journey, I think Stephen and Hamp and Patrick and, and Andy and the guys would be the same, is that you know, you go, you, you, we have to exorcise these other notions out of our head because if you were to let them drive us, you'd be driven into despair. You know, but to believe that even now he will hold me, he will sustain me, he will keep me. And beyond me, he's doing something far, far greater in our world today. And I, I, I've said this with ministers, Neil. I was praying last week, but it was a national day of prayer here and dozens of ministers praying. I was just one. And uh, there was a great prayer meeting. But I did hear some of the cries of some ministers, which are, you know, mm. rebuking this and pushing it back into the sky and prophesying this and prophesying the other and very few of them were able to endorse the storm as well you know or endorse the wilderness as a place that maybe god's caused this and god brought it about maybe something bigger yeah. is happening even within me what do you think about that do you think that you know that that we're, we're that, that god's doing something bigger and we have to be less you know concerned about our own life try to save it because we try to save it, we're going to lose it you know yeah, you know, uh, Pastor Nick, it's, it's, you're 100% correct. Um, the bigger work is that he knew that this Eurocliden, this, this storm uh, was coming. He knew that. And so he purposed to take his disciples onto, you know, the, the water at that time. And the storm did come up for the purpose of expanding them in their heart. It's, 
to, to develop in them a trust in the living God that mm-hmm. he, he will keep them and he will take them through the other side. You, you know, when, when I take a look on the, on the broader scale of what I think has happened during this coronavirus, I have a particular view. And, um, and, and I think you'll attest to this as being correct, that for many, many years, the airwaves have been perpetrated, I call it, by the devil's vomit. And uh, pornography is a billion-dollar industry. And so the devil has permeated his vomit you know, in the airwaves for years and years and years because really the reality was that Christian television and Christian radio was out of the common church's reach. It was too cost prohibitive. And so the enemy had a control of the airwaves for years and years and years. But what happened during the coronavirus is that everything got shut down and churches got shut down and suddenly the church had to go on air. And and you're talking about a global thrust of, and I call it uh, the revival of the airwaves, where where the Holy Spirit now opened up for every church like we're doing today, the ability to get on the air that we, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we could never afford it. Impossible to do it. But in one stroke, so on all things work together for good. We hate coronavirus, what it's doing, and the, the tragedy that it has. But he's got, God has taken the tragedy and the storm, and he's now using it to bring a, a different kind of revival where millions upon millions upon millions of people are hearing the gospel around the world uh, through churches like Cork Church right now. Uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. It's, it's stunning when you begin to think but I give a warning though, you know, in our church, we had this discussion where some people were saying to us we, before they would drive up and they'd go to one church and they'd have a service for an hour and a half and then they would go and they would leave. And, um, and that was their feeding for the week was just one church. But now we find out that people have, you know, two, three, four different places that they can, they can get spiritually fed. And because of this, opportunity that's come now to the world that they can be fed all over the world so there's my caution what what is revival today where everybody is getting the message out onto the air um, we have to be very careful to be christ-centered to keep the message of the cross absolutely perfectly clean and clear because there's going to be so much so much junk that's going on out there that you know, the devil is going to use this now to lead people astray. But there's going to be churches like Crossroads. There's going to be churches like Cork Church, where we will keep the message of the cross and the message of Christ absolutely central, Nick, even even to our demise, if need be. Even if we don't get the amount of people coming on our website, those who will come on will always get a right message. Mm -hmm. And that, Mm -hmm. to me, is the power of where we are today and that we have to maintain us, you know, the, the state of our message as being Christ-centered. Absolutely. Uh, I couldn't yeah. agree more. I've actually been worried, Neil, with um, some of the responses that I've seen. I'm not going to go chapter and verse of people, but so many leaders that I know have gotten off-center. They've become so consumed about yeah. uh, conspiracy theories, government overreaching, mm. um, you know, uh, uh, everything from Marx to the Beast. 
And and what I've noticed as well is that there is a type of bullying coming in among Christian people online. There's actually there's a new form of Christian bullying where you know if someone decides to take a vaccine. You're being bullied by others that you you saw you know how they need to ball or you you know or and or if you wear a mask you somehow you 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 compromise and I just find I I find that quite appalling actually that rather than preaching Christ and the centrality of the cross, uh, people are taking eschatological leaps, throwing their own value system in, they're putting a hallmark of false gold on it. It's not gold, and they're threatening yes. the body of Christ not not to live. Under the living in the spirit and under good conscience, so I just do caution anyone watching today that we know nothing other than Christ Jesus and Him crucified. That's where we stay and that's where we fall. And uh, uh, you can have your own personal, but that's fine with you on whatever you want. But it shouldn't distract us from proper concentration. You know, this Sunday morning, for instance, once a month, Neil, what we're doing is we're doing a service every Sunday, once a month on a Sunday morning. We're doing a service called This Is My Story. And it's basically just the authentic people who've had lives transformed sharing testimony because we feel it's so imperative now more than ever to double our efforts to put the gospel message out there, uh, put out yeah. there with all the hope that has and all the lives that support its storyline. And uh, because people are now trapped in their own homes with li little less than their own thoughts. And so that is a fertile place for us to bring the gospel now. And, but if we are kind of distracting, well, well, these Christians are political, or these Christians are uh, obstructing, you know, uh, uh, the, the curtailment of a virus, and we're losing focus, I just really worry for that. But uh, so we, we're, we're as a church, no, we are shedding that nonsense. We are going to be about what we've always been about, lifting up the name of Jesus, promoting him with every opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have to, Pastor Nick, this, this is, um, we're in, we're definitely in the last days. I wouldn't say that we were on the, at the end of the end times, but we are as close as you can ever get to the closure of this, this world as we know it. Um, and that's not to scare anybody. I think we, we, you know, I'm not going to say we still have years and years. That's because none of us know that, that when the end will come. But um, my encouragement for the church right now is that we might be on the storm. And uh, let, let me say this: the turbulence with, with every 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 flight that you've ever been on, Pastor Nick. Any flight that I've been on, Pastor Stephen, and folks who are listening to us. Any flight that you've been on has always suffered turbulence. Turbulence comes in mild, medium, or major. And uh, so we've all been, in fact, one of the most scariest times ever that I've experienced was flying into Cork. Uh, it was because the wind was just, you know, tossing the plane yeah. around and, it, 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 and we landed hard. But every flight, there's turbulence. But not every turbulence changes your life. You know, a mild turbulence, you don't even think about it. The, the light, the signal doesn't go on to tighten, you know, put on your seatbelts. Um, but the medium, they may put that on now. And, uh, mm -hmm. and so, so during this time, it's, it's a season where we, we're seeing a turbulence in the world. But again, I want to I state the turbulence doesn't last. It comes to an end. And we move on. So, so the coronavirus will come to an end. It will come to an end, but will 
what will not come to an end is the kingdom of our God. Amen. It reigns forever and ever and ever. The kingdom of our God reigns forever. That's why Jesus said to his disciples, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And, uh, mm -hmm. and that's my exhortation to our church is that we, we're facing our church building being bulldozed down, not enough money to build. We, we, we're in, a, in the crucible of a different kind along with coronavirus. Mm -hmm. But I got to tell you, they're upbeat. We have prayer meetings like we've never had before. Uh, people are coming together online, are standing strong, standing firm, and we see that their trust is not in the senior pastor being able to get them out of this, you know, wiggle out of this difficult situation, but their trust is in a living God who sovereignly will have a place for us. He's, he's gone Amen. ahead, and he will show us where to pitch our tent. Well, listen, you know, when you read Revelation about the abomination of desolations, and then three and a half years later, Jesus comes back. I'm wondering, is it the abomination of desolations for any church? And then three and a half years later, we see the return of Jesus. <laughs> uh, who, who, well, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, it's been Who great, knows? great chatting with you. It's great to have you on, Neil. And uh, my love to Nolene and my son, Jordan, and my daughter-in-law, Chelsea. And Solomon and I two great friends there as well. We send our love to them as well. And um, thank you for joining us this morning. I know you have to go. Just to let you know, folks, uh, Pastor Neil is heading up uh, UCB Geneva. And it's, it's up and going now, the radio station. And that's, that's going to be a, a, a developing project to, to share the gospel with the wider area and even around the world because it's be digital you'll be able to pick it up around the world he's asked me to be part of it in some small way, way so i'm hoping mm. somehow and get some broadcast yeah. with him yeah and uh, mm -hmm. so we're looking forward to doing more work court church and fernie church our crossroads church have been friends now for eight or nine years and uh, we are delighted that we partner with them anyhow in the spirit and in the practical areas as well so it's an honor to have friends around the world that you know, that we can bring over here or bring online and know that the ministry is pure. We know if there's any of our people go to France or uh, Switzerland, we know we have a church there that we can send Amen. people to Crossroads Church in France, Pastor Nita, Nolene Rhodes, and a phenomenal team of people there. I know all of the elders there are fantastic people. I think you've got an amazing squad behind you. Um, there are men and women of pure vision and have uh, stood the test of time. So I think. Even with the building getting the job, I think the team is strong. God is in control. And if he wants a new building for you, you're going to get it. But he might be back yeah. before then. Who knows? So thank you, Neil. I know you have to run off the door. You're going straight to another meeting to speak for yeah. UCB. So Lord bless you, my friend. We love you God very bless you, much. Pastor thank Nick. you for joining us. God bless you. God bless you, Pastor Neil. Lovely having God you bless on. you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, folks, just before we draw to close, uh, Steve was with me here, but we have uh, one, a few prayer requests have come in. One just uh, caught my attention from a Victoria Miller. And uh, just to say, I don't know Victoria, but Victoria uh, messaged in to say that her and her family, you know, have um, been in a hotel. Uh, they've, been, they've lost their home. They've been in a hotel. And now they're going to be put out of the hotel today, I think, and they don't have... Um, a roof over their heads. I don't know where you are, Victoria. I don't know you who you are, but I know that God knows you. And now you, we, you know, we're going to pray for you now 
going to ask Pastor Steve in a moment to pray for you, that God's hand will be upon you and that somehow uh, the Lord will just open a door and find you a home and give you a home and that the peace of God will descend upon you. Pastor Steve, uh, would you pray? I'll mute my mic here, Steve, and you might just pray. Sure. sure. Lord God, Lord God. Lord, we come to you, O oh God, as your children, Jesus, knowing, O oh God, that, that you do care for us, O oh God. Oh Lord, you're not absent, Lord, from any of our circumstances, O oh God. Your eye is upon us, Jesus. Oh Lord, and we thank you, O oh God, for that love, Lord, that you direct towards us, your children, O oh God. Lord, we're the most precious things in your eyes, O oh God. You died for us, Lord. You didn't die for anything else, O oh God. You died for us, Jesus. And your eye, Lord, is on Victoria, Lord, and her family, O oh God, her husband, Jesus. Oh, Lord, you know these, these tragic circumstances, oh, God. And, oh, Lord, right now, Lord, as, as Cork Church, Lord, as a body, Lord, and all of us, Lord, who are online together now, oh, God, Lord, we lift her up to you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, and we ask, oh, God, Lord, would you intervene, Jesus? Would you intervene, oh, God? Oh, Father, Lord, come and, and touch this, this dear lady, oh, God, and her family and her husband, oh, God. Oh, Lord, touch them, Jesus. Oh, Lord, would you provide, oh, God? Lord, as they step out of the door, Lord, would you provide an open door, Jesus? Lord, a place of rest, oh, God, a place of refuge, oh, God. Oh, Lord, provide another home for them, Jesus. Lord, we, Lord, we ask you, oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we ask you, oh, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, yeah, I just want us to pray uh, we're coming close to the end of uh, this morning but uh, I want us to pray for my brother Gavin I'm going to pray for Gavin and my daughter-in-law Sharon has been tested for COVID she's had terrible headaches um, very very severe the last four days she's been tested yesterday we suspect it's going to be positive but it might be let's pray that it's not positive but whatever's causing these headaches we're going to pray that God will just heal her a great uh, miraculous undertaking for her and her family. I want us to pray for Mary O'Brien Court Church this morning. As she's requested this, just that Mary's been on my heart. Mary has uh, a lot of complicated health issues with a bronchial uh, and her breathing and her asthma. And so uh, COVID-19 is something that we want. We really want to get that vac uh, vaccination and be protected. But we're going to pray for her. We're going to pray for my mom, Matt Cassidy. Name, name me out the, the kind of older ones that are coming to mind this morning. Uh, you know, Bernice Heafy, God bless her sister, her sister Bernice, Chris Brophy, uh, Jimmy Barry, No Feely. Um, so I want to step up these people before the Lord. And if you have a prayer request, you want to put it on the screen, uh, email it to us. Just do, an, and even if it comes after this, uh, after this broadcast, we will check those prayers, requests, and we'll bring them to our general prayer meeting for you. And uh, help uh, if you want us to pray for you, just, just send in those prayer requests. And we lift him up before the Lord. Father, I do first of all lift up my brother Gavin. And I do ask you, Lord, that you will raise him up. Lord, I thank you that you've brought him through COVID-19. But Lord, he's still a very sick man. And this fibromyalgia, Lord Jesus, and this nerve damage that he has in his back, Lord, uh, from a past injury, Lord, as a boy, Lord. And I, I, I just pray for him today, God, that, Lord, that you would speak a word of healing to him, Father. Protect him. Protect his mind, Father. Bless Judah and, his, and, his, and Reuben and Joel and Lee, Lord. And, Put a bubble around them, Lord, of your care and your power, Lord Jesus. I pray for Lord Jesus, uh, Sharon again, Lord God, that you will just undertake for her, Lord Jesus, that she will know, God, the strength in her body but that comes from you, Lord God. It's this peace, Lord, and this strength and this power, Lord, to 
to, to, to Lord, to just rise above the sickness, Lord. I pray, Lord, that she will battle through, that she'll be fine, that you'll heal her, Lord, and you'll be with her, Lord. You'll comfort her. Watch all her babies, oh God, and her husband, Lord. Mary O'Brien, Lord, my mom, and Cassidy, Bernie Seafee, Lord, Chris Brophy, Lord, Jimmy Barry, Lord, Noel Feely, Lord Jesus. I even think about Geraldine McCabe, Lord, as well, because I know she's been having some health issues, Father, and it's been tough for her, God, being on her own in the house, Lord. And there's many others, Lord. These are just what comes to mind today at streams in the wilderness, Lord. And I, and I just pray, Jesus, that you will confer a blessing and a protection over them, Lord, that they will know the near near presence of God, uh, Lord, that they will not be lonely. They will not, Lord Jesus, feel abandoned, but they will feel sustained, Lord, and strengthened at this time and protected and defended by you, Lord. Be with them, we pray, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing today, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that despite, Lord, our light infirmary, uh, infirmities, Lord, some have more heavy infirmities, others have light infirmities, Lord. You are still building your church, God, and we choose to believe you. We choose to stand with you today. Thank you for Pastor Neil and Sister Nolene. Thank you for Fernie Church in Geneva, Lord. Thank you, Lord, God, for the testament uh, that's coming through from that church, Lord God, the great Lord Jesus, uh, uh, lampstand you have given them, Lord, to shine a light into that region of the world. Bless us here at Court Church, Lord. Bless your people all over the world. I pray for all the working men and women today, Lord, your hand upon them, Lord God. Those home moms and dads, those who are locked down, keep them, sustain them, strengthen them, Father. Let them know that, God, you are in control. Let their faith be strong and not waver, Lord God. Increase our faith at this time, Jesus, and bless us. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Pastor Steve, do you want to bring a greeting this morning to the people? Anything in your heart you'd like to share? Yeah, just, I thought I thought it was very interesting what Neil share, shared about going into that storm mm -hmm. and how it was actually the Lord led them into the storm. <laughs> and and he, he does things like that. He, he's always brought us people in mm -hmm. and through difficult times and challenges and so on. Um, and just something that we were reading in our devotions this morning was that in James, you know, where it says pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. And I think that, that, that this storm that, that we're all going through is exposing any type of religion that is not that type of religion mm -hmm. you know all the self-centered mm -hmm. and uh make me a better me mm -hmm. um some of the health and wealth stuff that's out there um it, it's all about me rather than re religion that focuses on the orphans and the widows and mm -hmm. those that are in need so we're in the, mm -hmm. in the middle of this pandemic and, and a lot of the success type stuff and the me type stuff is all falling to the ground that's rubbish it's always a problem. Yeah. But what we yeah. do have is widows and orphans. And we have people in need all around us. And mm -hmm. and if anything, I think God has God has drawn us towards mm -hmm. his pure non defied religion more and more. Mm -hmm. And and I and that that's exciting. It's tough. You know, this is a tough time, it's a difficult time. We we don't yeah. like this. No. But there will be this good that comes out of it, a, a more pure and undefiled Christianity and walk with the Lord. Yeah. And another comforting thing to know from that uh, story of Jesus and the, and the storm is that it starts off by saying, Jesus said, let's go to the other side. That's right. You know, so if Jesus said, let's go to the other side, where are we going to go? 
the other side. It doesn't matter about the storm. We're going to the other side. So that's the thing about it. I mean, it was always a no-brainer. Jesus said, we're going to the other side. The storm happens. They could have sat down and said, well, he says we're going to the other side. It doesn't matter about the storm. Stop rowing, boys, because he says we're going to the other side. And uh, if he says we're going to the other side, regardless of the trouble, we're going to the other side. And I believe that all my heart, regardless of the trouble, we are, we are going to the other side. We are journeying with the Lord today. And I agree with you, Steve. I think I think a lot of foolishness has been um, roaded away. I actually spoke to an old friend of mine. He rang me yesterday, uh, Josie Heffernan. And um, Josie was like a mentor. When I was a young boy, 12, 13 years of age, I went with Josie. I went uh, I went for a whole month's evangelism, a crew of us led by Josie. And uh, 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 Josie was a well man back then. I think he's a well man now. But he was just lamenting and, uh, you know, how, how awful to see a lot of the false prophets that came up in the last few months, you know, talking about this is going to lift and that's going to lift. This one's going to be the president and this one is not. And, and uh, you know, but, uh, you know, I said to him, people get the leaders they deserve. You know, people are, first of all, led astray in their own hearts. And when they're led astray in their own hearts, then they try to look for leaders that indemnify that lust for power, success, better me, self-promotion, comfortable life, exalted living. And, uh, and they find preachers and preachers tend to find them because they preach exactly what their itching ears want to hear. Ours is the way of the master. Ours is a, is a walk. Ours is a, it is battle. Ours a battle that's won, but still a stand that we must make every day. And it's a race, and it's a, we ha- it has a finish line. And we're not finished yet, Steve, but one day we'll be. And may it be said of us that we, as pauses, can say we've run the race, we've fought the fight, we have kept the faith. Keep the faith, everybody. I spoke on Wednesday, Wednesday night about Apostle Paul, and he said, stay with the ship. And the allegory for me to ship was to stay with the word of God, because that's what's going to bring you into the salvation of God. Don't abandon ship. Stay on the word of God. And it will. you might be like they were battling 14 days and 14 nights where they saw they couldn't even see the sky. It was so dark and clouds. Uh, yet God sustained them and God will and God is and he will continue to sustain you and uh, your mental pressures just bring it to God in prayer a few things to do every day as a Christian go out and have your few walks today. Uh, consider the lilies of the fields read the word talk to God pray for other people and then reset just like run do the same the next day okay <laughs> and enjoy it okay God bless you. Steve, anything, any closing thoughts before we, we, we go? No, just, just let's encourage one another daily, as the Bible says. Send some text today to, to a brother or sister that, that needs an encouragement. And uh, let, let's love one another through these times. Yeah. Amen. Let me just pray for us as we leave. Father, I pray for all our, all our Cork Church congregation. I pray, Lord, your hand to be upon us, Father God, and as a church, Father, that we will be, Lord God, a, a true reflection of who you are, that we, won't, we will shine for you, we'll be, we will be bright, Lord God, we will hold on to faith, we will trust your word, Lord God, and even though Lord, we don't like the circumstances we're in, God, I do thank you, Lord Jesus, even in these circumstances, you are doing something in us as well as in this world. And again, Lord, we just love you, Lord. We just pray, Father, that, Lord, we will bear much fruit for you, Lord, even though we don't feel very fruitful. 
Lord, we would trust you, Lord, that even in this time, Lord God, that even now in, 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 in a winter, Lord God, there's a springtime coming, Lord God. And a lot is happening even under the surface during the winter, Lord. And Lord, even a lot is happening in our lives, Lord. You're teaching us, you're showing us, Lord. You're developing us, you're growing us, Lord God. Lord, and I thank you for that, Lord. Be with the precious people, Lord, that are under a pastoral care at court, Lord. And those brothers and sisters throughout the world that are struggling, God. Lord, our hearts and thoughts and prayers go with them, Lord. And we bless you this morning. Thank you again for being with us. We love you, Lord. And we bless you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. God bless you this morning. Thank you for joining us for Streams in the Desert. Thanks for tuning in with us today. I hope you were blessed. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website, www.corkchurch.com. Again, thanks for tuning in. See you next time. God bless.